This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 242, part one of the interview trilogy, Steve MacDonald. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, one of three hosts, but for this episode, there's really only two hosts. It's me and my friend, Evan David. Hello, it's me, Ben's friend. That's right, and we are hosting this show. Uh, today's episode is a special episode because we have a special guest with us. That's right. Someone from the Christian podcasting community that you may be familiar with, and we are excited to have him on the show to interview him about his activities in geekery and podcasting and and all that kind of thing. Please welcome to the show famous Christian podcaster Steve McDonald. Hey guys, is this thing on? Hey guys, I can't believe I'm actually here with you guys. This is this is like a sort of a dream come true. This is wow. Hey, hey Steve, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Now, some this is people a nice place you got here. I like it. Some people may not know you know that you and I have podcasted together for quite a long time mm. and uh, yeah. you've podcasted with Evan as well. Mm-hmm. So, yep. we're familiar yep. with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to interview yeah. you for the show. You know, because we ran out of topics is that what <laughs> happened here? i don't think that was the reason I oh think, okay. no i think the reason this is something... was to uh to get get you know our opinions and things out there so that the listeners they can go back and have like a reference point from where we're coming from dive yeah. in deep to each host these yeah. are really yeah we're, we're going to do one of these episodes about each one of us where, where we're going to get interviewed by the other two hosts and if we're Lucky. I don't know if this is going to happen, but we're gonna, I'm shooting for getting Dr. Jace to do one, too. Cool. But the, okay. the point of these episodes is really to have the chance to get to know each other and allow our listeners to get to know us in ways that they haven't just by listening to the show. So this is going to be more intentional, kind of getting into what's your story, what's your um, – you know, what are some of your influences and, and what's some of your favorite things in, in Christian and science fiction and fantasy media and all that kind of thing? What's your focus? Yeah. So we're going to start here. <laughs> we're going to start here and, and we're just going to ask you some questions and we'll, we'll have a conversation for a little while. Uh, and then we're going to end with a little fun game that, that I've pulled together called 30 and 90. And we're going to when we get to it, we'll get to it. And and then we're going to um, talk about the the sponsor of our 
of our podcast. And um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Should be fun. All right. So let's see. Uh, Evan, do you want to start with any questions or you want me to start? Well, as we interview, uh, interview our friend, Steve McDonald. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you have known Steve longer. So why don't you open it up? Well, OK, if I'm going to start, then I'm just going to start at the beginning and say, Steve, why don't you give us a little bit of a background? Um, maybe tell us a little bit about your family, uh, where you grew up and and honestly, um, where did you and how did you come to know Jesus? Let's just let's just well, go there. That's a That's a good starting place. Um, I was born at a very young age. Um, so right off the bat, you, you knew something was going to be happening there. Um, now, seriously, I was born in what is called the weirdest town in America, a place called Danvers, Massachusetts. If anybody knows anything about the Salem witch trials, of which there were no witches, <clears throat> um, that's a whole story in and of itself. Um, Danvers, at the time, was Salem Village, which was where a lot of the... Um, the stuff actually happened where the people were accused and then Salem town, which is now Salem, Massachusetts, um, was the, the hub where people would go to get accused and have all that stuff happen. And then finally uh, executed, uh, they were hanged. They weren't burned. Like I said, it's a whole different story. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I tried to figure out how does this fit into your, it, it fits your in. Don't story. Worry. Okay, I literally right. just so, read a Batman comic today that intersected with these witch trials anyway i know things still happen today where you know people it, it still is affecting you know literature and stuff like that um also it was the place where the um the danvers state hospital was which was a mental hospital uh in the 1800s and it got so incredibly bad um that the person who was in charge of it back in the uh 1940s i believe uh invented um the frontal lobotomy, uh, which Google it if you don't know, but it's just horrific. I wouldn't. So I would, if you don't know, you're better off just stick with not yeah, knowing. You're better yeah. off not. So it's, it was pretty so awful. bad. The mental hospital was so bad it actually influenced H.P. Lovecraft to uh, make up the town of Arkham, which is based on Danvers, which has its own asylum. And, of course, the uh, DC Batman mythos, Arkham Asylum, is based on the H.P. Lovecraft Arkham, which is based on my hometown, <laughs> which is lovely. The, the, the mental hospital has, has since been uh, renovated, and it's a different thing now. But uh, well, it's still... uh, another, another Batman tie-in, the guy who yeah. invented the frontal lobotomy for a mm -hmm. while was driving around and taking it in his – he had a vehicle that they called the lobotomy mobile that I am and he just took his show on the road and wow. did yeah yeah yep. well, when you're that popular you got to go on the road so anyway he had a service you, you can you know yeah <laughs> he was providing providing a very yeah. anyway <clears throat> so anyway Back that's to Steve McDonald though yes exactly that's where I'm coming from the the, the strangest the, the the weirdest town in America um and you know you can debate it go ahead but I win. So anyway, uh, so I was brought up there. I, I grew up there for the first 30 years of my life. Um, I was born in the 60s. So when Star Wars came out, I was the perfect age. I was 10 years old. Um, and I was the Star Wars kid. I was, you know, everything just changed. My whole life was now Star Wars based. Um, 
and I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, my mom played the piano at the, the church that I grew up in until a week before she went into the hospital and finally died about 10 years ago. Um, and so it's, it was, it, we just had that, those kind of roots growing up. Um, just those heavy Christian roots. Um, the church itself was, it went through some changes, uh, for good or for bad. We decided when I met my wife in the nineties to, to switch to her church. Um, and, uh, when I met my wife, um, this is obviously long past my youth. Uh, she knew that I was a geek as a you know, star Wars geek and Simpsons and stuff like that. And, um, I was still sort of, you know, that like a man child type of a thing, but I was, I wanted to grow up. I, I grew up in a Christian family. I, you know, went to this Christian church and I was sort of, you know, waiting for that huge change to overtake me. And, and, uh, uh, you know, went through different phases of my life. Finally got to that point where I was able to get married and I was working at a place. Uh, I'll just go out and say it. it it's, it's the biggest thing. So if anyone knew anything about anything like this, they would guess it anyway. I, I used to work at Christian book distributors. Um, and I worked at, at different various places. I started in the distribution center, worked my way up to uh, being on the phones and that's where I met my wife. She wasn't working on the phones, but the person who introduced us was my boss on the phones. And um, knowing her, she is someone who is, is very driven. And she uh, she urged me to, to get better jobs there because she knew that I wasn't uh, working up to my potential. And, and um, I started to work in the um, customer research department. And... Uh, from there, I went into the uh, the, the uh, internet uh, arm of that whole thing. Um, and while I went into the internet arm of it, I was uh, taking care of uh, books that you would see on the website um, that had to do with evangelism, um, missions, the gospel, things like that. Uh, a couple other different categories, too. But for the purpose of the discussion, just to sort of cut to the quick... Um, I had a couple of books come across my desk and I was like, hmm, I could do an interview with these people. And I had done a couple interviews here and there. Um, and this one book, I, it really struck me. I was like, hmm, I want to do an interview with this guy. So um, the book was called uh, The Way of the Master by uh, an evangelist named Ray Comfort. Um, some of you might know him probably. He's, he's out there a lot. He does a lot of video stuff. He does a lot of audio stuff. Um, and uh, he... Uh, his book just sort of took away the whole mystery of evangelism and didn't have a, a, a like a formula that he was following or anything. He said, you know, this is let's just look at how Jesus did evangelism. Look, let's look at how the apostles did evangelism, the early church, etc., and use that as our model because we're not given any other model. And um, basically, it's to uh, to outline the law to proud sinners and once they are under the weight of the law to out to to give them grace to show them what grace is and how grace um counteracts that law that we're under you know we're all going to die and if we die under the law then we you know go to hell when we when we die um with the grace if we accept that grace then we get to go to heaven. And I was doing an interview with this guy and I was like, there's something here that I've missed. 
you know, I grew up in the church and I, you know, worked on the soundboard at, at church and I, I did the, you know, sermon recordings and I did all these different other things. I was in a Christian rap band and, but there was always something. And I'm, I'm talking to this guy, I read his book and I'm like, I haven't understood what repentance was all that time. It was a, a big word to me and it was a word that, you know, you had to have as part of your, uh, uh, your, your, um, your witness, you know, to, to let people know where, you know, how you became a Christian, but I didn't fully understand it. And he outlined it very simply, it, almost like a, a, you can tell it in a story, you know, it, like if, uh, if someone said, you know, Hey, we're going to Disney world. And then you said, okay, let's get in the car. And you started going towards Disney world. And, and the person is driving the car and it's getting a little cold. So you roll the windows up and you know, you start to see snow and you start to see pine trees. And then a big sign says, welcome to Canada. And you say, wait a minute, we're not going to Disney World anymore <laughs> unless they put it in Canada, which they haven't. Um, and so you need to do a couple of things here. You let the person know, hey, you know, that this this is not this is not going where we want to go. So the person has to realize that what they're doing is the wrong thing. They're going the wrong way. They have to stop what they're doing and apologize they have to turn around they have to start going the right way and they can't stop until they finally get to where they're going and that's just like what repentance is we realize what we're doing is wrong we stop what we're doing the sin we apologize to god for what we've done we turn ourselves around and all of this is, of course is with the help of the holy spirit and we start moving in the right direction and then perseverance of the saints we don't stop until we get there and when i realized that i was sitting at my, my computer and i'm just like blown away because for, for the first time in my life i didn't know if i had been a christian for 20 years or if i had just understood the gospel enough to become a christian and I mean, my entire life, everyone knew me as the Christian kid, you know, it, I would go to parties and people would be like, oh, don't, you know, whatever, because he's a Christian. And so it was part of my identity, but it really had never clicked in. And, you know, the, of, of all the wonderful things my wife has, has given me, pushing me towards this job, which led to the interview, which, you know, led to this understanding I mean, that's, that's amazingly huge. And the wonderful thing about it is I had had, you know, a, a dozen girlfriends looking for that connection that would, you know, make, make that marriage that I was looking for and everything. And every single thing I tried failed until I finally just said, you know what, God, I give up. If you want me to get married, you do it because <laughs> whatever I'm doing isn't working. At the same time, I didn't know her, but we sort of moved in the same circles. We just never met up. She sort of had this, a similar experience. She was getting out of a very long relationship. And she said, you know what, God, I can't do this the right way. If you want me to get married, you do it. And we both left it up to God. And God put a mediator in between us. And it was a human being, not, not Jesus Christ, who's the mediator between uh, you know, our, <laughs> our salvation. But this person brought us together and... It was God working in, in that whole situation. We just had to 
you know, let God do his thing and just step out of the way. And then because of that, he brought me to that point where I could realize, hey, I don't understand this gospel. <laughs> you know. So once I understood repentance and I could just put the other things into place, you know, uh, relying on Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And it was like all this stuff that I had had gone through in my church, which was a, uh, a Pentecostal church. And it was really emotional, and they wanted you to sort of feel what they wanted you to feel to to, to sort of bring you in, which is it, it's the wrong way to, to 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 do it. It's you know sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it it just leaves people waiting for that next big emotional thing. And if it's not a Christian thing, it's going to take them away. And the entire time I had been looking in books and trying to to get the the, the the intellectual part of it down too. So I had all these books about, you know, all the difficulties in the Bible and, and all the different, you know, uh, ways to you know, apologetics and things like that. And so I knew in my head all the different, you know, arguments for all these different things, but that's not going to save anybody either. You can't go overly emotional. You can't go overly intellectual. You need to reach someone at their conscience level where they understand that there's something wrong, that sin is wrong, that they are a sinner. And then after that, like I, I talked about the law and grace, once they can understand that they're under this weight of law that they can't absolve, that then they can meet grace. And that grace is what takes that, you know, the weight of, of the, the law away. And coming you know, that's the short version of my <laughs> my life, actually. <laughs> but coming to a realization of all that was absolutely positively mind-blowing because it just sort of, that was the change I was looking for. And, you know, the Bible says to put away childish things and to, you know, when you become a man. And I was able to sort of start, you know, pairing things away from my life. So, you know, I, I, uh, it was starting to have kids, so I, I stopped watching The Simpsons because a lot of the stuff is inappropriate. And, you know, I, I barely ever watched The Simpsons. I used to be like The Simpsons guy back in the 90s. I could quote it and, you know, make the voices and all that stuff. Um, it's just something that doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm not that interested in it anymore. Uh, with Star Wars and things like that, as much as I still enjoyed them, uh, um, they didn't take that prominent place in my life anymore you know the toys that i had i used to you know set them up all over my desk or you know wear the shirts whatever and you know very little nowadays has to do with with star especially obviously if you've heard me go on and on and on about you know the the logic of star wars i'm not going to get into it here but once that started to fall apart as well that a lot of that that stuff sort of faded away into you know, into my, my childhood, which lasted probably way too long. Um, but anyway, that all pushed me towards the man that I am now and, you know, probably even more interested in theology and things like that than this stuff that I still have this arcane knowledge of, you know, the Star Wars novels and comic books and action figures and, and you know, nonsense like that. Um, but that all plays into my position on on the on the show and being able to dig into those you know those deep vaults of uh of knowledge that i i had and still have to to an extent um and you know to tell the truth i still like some stuff i, I like the older science fiction um 
I'll still go see the, you know, the, the Marvel movies and DC movies and stuff like that. So there's all that too. Uh, but, but looking at it more through a Christian lens really starts to put things more into proper perspective. And I just, I don't make that much of a big deal about it. You know, for, for the, uh, uh, the last Star Wars movie, I was the first one in line. I was interviewed for the local paper. You know, I mean, they, they called me back to make sure my quotes were correct and everything. And, and you know, I was like that guy. I left work early that day to, to make sure that I was first in line. My mom came and spotted me in line so I could go use the bathroom. I mean, it was like <laughs> that type of a thing. Um, but, you know, that that's sort of that doesn't play out for me anymore. I, I don't. I don't get that excited about this stuff. And, you know, sometimes when you hear me do a review, it's going to be probably more on the, you know, looking more logical side of it, more theological side of it, maybe, um, than, uh, you know, let's just say Evan, who is, you know, very excited and he's, you know, he sees all this stuff and all these, you know, wonderful things, how he, he looks at film as this, you know, wonderful gift that God has given us. And, and, you know, how do we, you know, chew up all the meat and spit out all the bones but still chew up that meat you know and and sometimes i'm like eh, the oh, meat's okay. not worth it sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but anyway that's that's sort of where i'm coming from there all right so um for this to be an interview that was short yeah for this for this to be an interview we have to ask more than one question i think so <laughs> <laughs> with all that said you mentioned ray comfort right um yep. he can't be your answer here all right but okay. i want you to name a um a creator uh, and by that, that's writer, artist, um, filmmaker, someone uh, okay. the, the, who most influenced you. Ray Comfort out the door. You can't can't <laughs> mention him. Has to be someone okay. else. So just give me the name of the creator who most influenced you uh, with with creative arts. With creative arts, it would probably be C.S. Lewis. Okay, now who's in second place? Ooh, second place. That's a good one. Um, because we're not going to talk about C.S. Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the point of this question. We're going to knock off that top place and take a look at the second place person. Because nice. honestly, when we do my interview, the answer to this question, same for me. C.S. Lewis. Lewis is my first one. Uh, but we've <laughs> talked about him. We've done we've done C.S. Lewis in this podcast. If, if you want to hear us, us talk about C.S. Lewis, till we have faces that episode, it's there. Mm -hmm. Who's your second place? I think I'm going to go with J.K. Rowling. Okay. Now, Which, how how did she, how did she influence you and and uh, what's because that's yeah that's an interesting one. Okay. Well, I'll I'll do another short answer like I did for the you're the gonna first you're one. gonna have to because pretty pretty soon it's be time for thirty and ninety. <laughs> yep. There's a time. Okay. Limit. Thirty very, and ninety is coming, and we also quickly. have the final question that we have to ask you. Okay. So. All right. Very quickly. Very quickly. Um, when her book came out about twenty years ago. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? Um, <laughs> It's um, older than Evan. It, exactly. It is not. It was the type of thing where I was like, you know, on the fence about. And I, and then it's things started to come out and Christians were up in arms about it and et cetera, et cetera. But some Christians liked it. And it was like a big secret sometimes and all this stuff. And I was like, what is going on? Until I found a book by, uh, I have it on the shelf. And when I find it, I will let you know which one it is. But uh, the last name of the guy is Granger. He goes by Hogwarts Professor. I think it's HogwartsProfessor.com. Um, I wouldn't say he's, he's perfect in everything. He, he 
there's a lot of twilight <laughs> apologetics too but i mean in Ugh. in a way that make that, that he, well it he looks at what the person's actually trying to do and what he did was he stripped away all the nonsense that was surrounding the books and went back to what is jk rowling trying to do and one thing she did very early in a very early interview she said my faith plays into these books and I can't really tell you too much about it because it'll maybe give away the ending. But whatever I'm trying to do in, in these books, my faith plays into it. And she's, I believe, Church of England. She might be Church of Scotland. I'm not sure. Which, you know, any church you're going to have some problems with, whatever. But the thing is, it's a Christian faith. And when you look at the books through a Christian lens, they really start to make sense. She goes back to old literary forms of writing. Um, alchemical forms of writing. I won't get into that right now. When we do our big uh, Harry Potter episode, we'll we'll dig in. I'm that. halfway through the movies and, right now, so. Okay, good, good. Yeah. And um, and the magic that she uses, you can look at our magic episode and, and dig into that if you really wanted to think about magic in in those ways. But it's based on the fairy tale fantasy type of magic, which is rooted in Christian theology and morals. And she's really trying to pull that through to a modern audience. And when you look at what these books have meant to kids and what she's really trying to do, get a Christian message. And yes, there's tons of different things you can say. But what about this? But what about when she said that? But what about this? I'm not getting into that right now. Her, the core of her stuff is she's trying to get a Christian message out. It's not an, an allegory. It's not a one-to-one analogy. But she's really trying to do something that has that's using older Christian art form, you know, the fairy tale, the fantasy story, and using it to to do something that is informed by her Christian faith. You know, so we that should, is, we should really do an episode about medieval monsters and the the Christian allegory behind them. Yeah, definitely. There's some really cool stuff with like unicorns and phoenixes and things like that. There's cool. some really yeah. really neat stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, we're. <laughs> We're coming right up against the time limits here that we set for you ourselves. See? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna. I've got one last question to, to ask you, and then we're gonna do the thirty and ninety. Okay. Okay. So okay. the last question is this, and there's strict rules here, Steve, and I'm not gonna let you cheat. Okay. All right. I'm All going right. to pin you down, and if you try and cheat, I'm gonna. It's it's not gonna count. Okay. Yes, sir. You're on a deserted island. Okay, so already we're in the realm of fantasy, so just accept that we're in fantasy. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, deserted islands only exist in fantasy. Go ahead. Right. And you can have one of each of the following. You can have one book, one movie, one graphic novel, and one season of a TV show. Now, there's a <laughs> there's a TV with a DVD player, and mm-hmm. it uses a bamboo stationary bike that the professor <laughs> has rigged up to give it power. So you can watch the movie, you can watch the TV show, but you just have to get exercise while you're doing it. There's right. already a Bible there, Steve. So your book doesn't have to be the Bible because you already have one there, and it's your favorite translation. All right. Oh wow. Okay. This is great. So what is your choice of book, movie, graphic novel, and TV series? Food, by the way, is all taken care of. It's you know, and and help is on the way. Uh, it's gonna be a little <laughs> while, but you don't need to like get the book that's like how to get rescued from an island. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, okay. All right. So I'm just trying it's to get something all that's the past the time. I'm just trying to get all the factors here so we can get just to the root of your answer and no trick right. answers. Okay. All right. Okay. Book, movie, graphic novel, TV series. What are they? Okay. Book probably would be um, 
till we have faces because you can keep reading that book and keep digging into it and it just keep, keeps getting cooler um uh if if it could be a series of books like bound together nope, one book one book okay never mind um <laughs> so the movie one movie yep one movie Wow. And the Star Wars trilogy doesn't count, okay? One movie. Back to the Future 1, one. 2, and 3, they can fit together, but it's there's that's three movies. You can only have one right. movie. Right, one movie. Um, I'm trying to make this as cheat-proof as possible. I would get the longest movie ever made and watch that one. So Decalogue? I, yeah, probably something, something like that. Uh, <laughs> That's the that's just the longest movie I know of. So right, right, okay. Uh, graphic novel. Yeah. Uh, so this one, oh, I, okay. By, by calling it a graphic novel, I'm giving some wiggle room because this gives you like the opportunity to have a whole arc and not just one issue of a comic. Right, right. It would be uh, Walt Simonson's run on Thor. That's good. Okay, and uh, the TV series. One, one season. Se- one season this one's rough. of a TV series. Oh, um, one season of a TV series. Uh, this week in baseball. What I used to be the baseball kid too. What, I didn't really get into that. It was like nineteen seventy-seven, I think. But okay. it was like right that time where I was starting to collect baseball cards, and Star Wars was still cool, and you know, all these uh, the the cool my baseball heroes are from that era. So you know. Uh, so anyway, I think that would be cool to dig back into that if, if I had to cool. choose something. So was that was that a weekly show? I'm assuming. Yeah, there's this week in baseball it went off all the way through the season, so you'd probably get like you know 30 episodes or something, mm-hmm. hour long hour long cool. episodes. Uh, it would have all the highlights. Back then, you couldn't. It didn't have MLB. You didn't have ESPN. Um, so you just had. You, that's what you could watch. You know, the weekly ball game. You could watch the Red Sox games that they televised every day. But they were sometimes they were too late to watch, and and then you had uh, this week in baseball. It was a must see TV for a long time for me. That's cool. All right. Very good. All right. Are you ready for uh, ninety and ninety or ninety and thirty? Thirty and ninety. Is it that's really that? Did it's I did I take up 90. that much time? Oh yeah, yeah. We we've actually gone past our self imposed deadline of time. So <laughs> since it's self imposed, we're okay. Now it's self deposed. Uh, you know, we're not we're not All in right, a gonna... time slot or anything like that. Like. Don't have to break for commercial. Yeah. You go but here's how this is going to work. I have 30 questions, okay. and the goal is to answer all 30 of these questions in under 90 seconds. We've never tried this before, okay. so I don't know how feasible this is. But Evan is going to time this. I thought I was going to time it. Well, no, uh, you're answering. You're answering the questions. So you know, next oh, time, okay. next so, time we do okay, this, next time we do this, you'll be asking or timing. I'm not sure. Got it. But, so 90 right. seconds. So we're going to see if you can do it under 90 seconds or how long it's going to take you if it goes over 90. And then after we've done all three of us on that third interview episode, we'll see who wins 30 okay. and 90. Okay. All right. Okay. These are fast questions. Oh, I didn't take that question out that I told you about oh, that I took out. Good. Okay. I liked it. So there's, there's 30 questions, one word answer. Now, if you want to answer with more than one word, you can, but it's going to add to your time. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Evan is going to hit the timer. He's going to say go, and I'm going to start. All You're, right. All right. On your mark, get set, go. Superman or Batman? Superman. Trek or Wars? Trek. Favorite Indiana Jones movie? 
the first one. Favorite video game ever? Oh, <laughs> Galaga. Marvel or DC? Marvel. M&M's or Skittles? M&M's. <laughs> Kirk or Picard? Picard. Book or movie? Book. Favorite doctor? Uh, the, the, yeah, the fourth. Woody or Buzz? Woody. King Kong or Godzilla? Godzilla. Favorite franchise without star in the title? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, franchise, franchise, franchise. Um, uh, uh, this is rough. Man, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Early Bird or Night Owl? Night Owl. Thor or Hercules? Thor. Val Kilmer or George Clooney? <laughs> Val Kilmer. Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Lord of the Rings. Would you rather be a mutant or a cyborg? Cyborg. Lightsaber or blaster? Blaster. Count Chocula or Frankenberry? Chocula. Arrakis or Tatooine? Tatooine. Captain America or Iron Man? Captain America. Mario or Luigi? Mario. <laughs> C.S. Lewis or J.R.R. Tolkien? C.S. Lewis. Gryffindor, Slytherin, Heffenpuff, or Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw. Gort or Robbie the Robot? Gort. Underdog or Mighty Mouse? I'm sorry. But no, no, we're not. We're, keep going. Keep it going. Underdog. Uh, VeggieTales or Bible Man? VeggieTales. E.T. or Alf? E.T. James Bond or Jason Bourne? Bourne. Stranger or Alien? Stranger. All right. Now stop it. Oh, we're timing it. I thought yeah. we had a time limit. No, no. I make the big burnt sound effect. Well, you can make the big burnt sound effect, but we still want to, we want to keep it going. Oh, okay. It's okay, because <laughs> I stopped to tell you to keep it going, and then you started again. Okay, yes. So what was the time? All right, so the time was a minute and 44 seconds. All right. Good enough. So. All right, so that is the time to beat, Steve, for next time. Okay. But, um, yeah. Okay, now so you that's... Guys know the, the, now you guys know the list well to be fair i wrote the list so i was going to know it no matter what <laughs> but well i know now you can yeah. just be like this is still going to be rough <laughs> i tried i tried yeah. to make it rough <laughs> i mean there's certain ones on here that i did this and i'm looking at and like i know the answer to this one but there's <laughs> other ones we should mix it up so it'll be like m&ms or picard <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference mm, maybe when we do uh round two maybe maybe yes or probably yeah, not but <laughs> All right, Steve, that is that. Thank you so much for joining us on yes. Strangers and Aliens. We really uh, appreciate I, it. hope I can do this again sometime. Would you like to plug nice. your podcast, Steve? Yes, it's Strangers and Aliens. That's strangersandaliens.com or is it .net? It's, I think it's dot anything. Just put the dot and then anything after no, that. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Don't. <laughs> don't do that. Actually, now we need to go and buy those yeah. just in case someone. Dot <laughs> <laughs> uh, golf. I think it's dot golf. <laughs> hey, Evan, why don't you quickly uh, let people know about our sponsor for yes, this episode? This episode is sponsored by Dogwings.us, the graphic design uh, cartooning company that can meet all your graphic design and cartoon needs just check them out at dogwings.us they designed our caricatures for our podcast cover all right steve you have any last words i mean you were our guest of honor for this episode so i'll give you a final word except for one my final word is delicious bite-sized meat pies and my final word is thank you so much for listening we'll do another one of these in a couple episodes and Godspeed.
You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. This is like a, a sort of a dream come true.